إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد When we look at one of the ayat that we just heard at the end of Surah Al-Ahzab it represents a theme, it represents a formula you might say that we find throughout the Qur'an First Allah tells us يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله Allah addresses the believing community and Allah emphasizes time and time again throughout the Qur'an have taqwa of Allah, focus on your individual relationship with your Creator. How is your heart doing in terms of its relationship with the one who created it in the first place? Allah addresses us, Allah says, O you who believe have taqwa of Allah. And the Prophet Taala that the roots of taqwa are where he pointed to his chest three times and he said taqwa ha huna that taqwa is here piety is here pointing to his chest pointing to his heart sallallahu alaihi wasallam the seeds of taqwa are here and when they're watered when they're nourished when they get the nutrients that they need then the branches grow up and the roots grow down asluha thabit wa far'uha fi as-sama' And these seeds, they don't just grow into a tree, but they also bear fruit. The roots are deep, strong, and firm. The branches are high in the sky. And in addition to that, this tree of La ilaha illallah constantly bears fruit. The believer is motiva- motivated by this concept of La ilaha illallah. It's not just theory, it's also practice. It's not just an idea that exists in the mind and in the heart, but it turns into more than that. It turns into prayer, it turns into charity, it turns into helping people get out of their car, helping people with one thing or another. It, it's not stagnant, it's fluid. It's, it's a concept of motion, not a concept of stagnancy. Allah tells us in this ayah in Surah Al-Ahzab, the first thing have taqwa of Allah. So the first thing Allah emphasizes is something internal, is the heart. First Allah emphasizes the heart, and then secondly, Allah emphasizes the tongue. And then the third thing Allah emphasizes is our actions. And Allah will forgive us. And Allah describes this, this is real success. This is the real victory. This is the real achievement, the real accomplishment. A diploma in something is nice, a degree in something is nice, alhamdulillah. We thank Allah for His blessings, but what Allah defines as success is in connection with your heart, with your tongue, and with your limbs. Now some people use these three things in ways that work against them. They use their heart in a way that works against them. They use their speech in a way that works against them, and they use their limbs in ways that work against them. There may be two different people with the same exact abilities, faculties, uh, access to different resources, so on and so forth. One may do a lot of good with their situation. And another person may be in the same exact situation, but they may use it 
in a very bad way. So it's up to us to reflect and to think, how, how am I doing in my heart? How is my taqwa? This is an internal reflection, discussion, and conversation within the individual, between the, between the ribcage, within, within the heart of the person to think, how am I really doing? It's easy for me to think to myself that, of course, I'm doing good. I say, la ilaha illallah. I don't have to worry about anything. Of course, I deserve Jannah. If someone has that attitude, they have to watch out more than anyone else. If they have that sense of entitlement, they have to watch out more than anyone else. Why? Go through the Qur'an. Look at the attitude, specifically the attitude of different people who ended up in basically big trouble. They ended up facing very severe consequences. They all had a sense of entitlement. They all had a sense of, I have nothing to worry about. فَلَا يَأْمَنُوا مَكْرَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ And who feels perfectly safe from Allah's plan except for those in a deep state of loss? So there has to be balance here. And the heart, Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyah, he had a, a, a beautiful metaphor. The heart of the believer is like a bird. The two wings are hope and fear and the head of the bird is love for Allah. It's a beautiful example. There's the need for hope and fear for both. It's not just fear, it's not just hope. The, these people of you know, nations past, Ad and Thamud, so on and so forth, there was too much hope. There was no fear. We have nothing to worry about. That was their attitude. We're big and strong. Who, who's, who's, who can possibly be stronger than us? They were very strong people. But then how does Allah respond? The one who created them in the first place is definitely stronger than them. He's the one who gave them that strength in the first place. If somebody has, for example, a billion dollars, and they give a hundred dollars to somebody as a gift, as charity, would it make sense if that person who received that hundred dollars, and let's say that's all they've got, would it make sense for them to think they're wealthier than the one who gave it to them? Absolutely not. It would be preposterous. Allah has given us everything we have, all the blessings that we have. How are we reacting and responding within our hearts? How are we reacting and responding with our tongues and by extension with our limbs? The first thing Allah emphasizes is the heart. Look at Surah Al-Hujurat, also known as the Surah of Adab, Surah 49. In the 10th ayah, Allah says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ Allah describes people of Iman. Think of Surah Ahzab. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ You have a certain pattern here. Here, Iman is mentioned first. إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَى Iman is mentioned first. فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ So rectify things within the believing community. Allah is saying, be people of sulh, be people of rectification, of reparation, of be people who fix things, not people who break things. Be, be people who mend hearts, not people who break hearts. Be people who care very deeply about the fabric of the community and they work to preserve it. Sometimes there's a snag. What Allah is saying is try to patch things up. Figure out whatever needs to be figured out. Try to make amends. Try to make things better. This is a, a, a natural trait of Iman. 
And then a natural trait of hypocrisy is the opposite. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ لَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ قَالُوا إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ مُصْلِحُونَ أَلَا إِنَّهُمْ هُمُ الْمُفْسِدُونَ وَلَكِنْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ The hypocrite, the hypocrites, we ask Allah to save us, they constantly go and they cause problems. They cause fasad and corruption and they, they hate the fabric of the believing community to be united and woven together. So they actively work against it. They want to tear things apart. They want to cause these problems. They want to poison the well. Allah is saying, don't be like those people. Don't be like them. Be better than that. فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ And then what's emphasized after that? تَقْوَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ And be conscious of Allah so you may be shown mercy. Be conscious of Allah. Have taqwa of Allah so you may receive mercy. لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ Iman is mentioned and then taqwa is mentioned. And then the tongue is mentioned in the very next ayah. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا يَسْخَرْ قَوْمٌ مِّنْ قَوْمٍ عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُونُوا خَيْرًا مِّنْهُمْ وَلَا نِسَاءٌ مِّنْ نِسَاءٍ عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُنَّ خَيْرًا مِّنْهُنْ وَلَا تَلْمِزُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ وَلَا تَنَابَزُوا بِالْأَلْقَابِ بِئْسَ الْإِسْمُ الْفُسُوقُ بَعْدَ الْإِيمَانِ وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُبْ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ Men from among you say bad things about other men. What if they're better than them? They may be better than them. What is Allah, te- what is Allah telling us? That if you go and you make racial remarks about other people, if you go and you think you're better than them and you think you can go and just say whatever you want, no, 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 no one is listening. I'm just saying this to those close to me. They're not going to tell anyone. Allah hears you. Allah hears us anytime, anywhere, any place. لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرِ Allah sees everything, Allah hears everything. And this is supposed to motivate the person to have taqwa. If Allah sees me at all times and Allah hears me at all times, how does that affect me in terms of my heart? How does that affect me in terms of my tongue? How does that affect me in terms of my limbs? Allah emphasizes very clearly in this ayah. For the men, don't go and ridicule other men. Chances are they're better than you. Because by doing that, you're stooping so low, you're reducing yourself to ground zero. So automatically, they're going to be better than you. Because you've actually lifted them up. You're going to go, you're going to donate your good deeds to them. So who ends up profiting, in a sense, from that type of terrible transaction? They actually do. Because you're giving them something worth more than gold. On, on the Day of Judgment, there are people they wish they could have given the entire earth and gold, even more, to protect themselves from Allah's punishment, but by that point it's too late. Because by then it's too late. They didn't prepare. What can you do on that day? On that day we receive. Today we give. Today we send something forth for tomorrow. And then tomorrow, regarding judgment day, we see, okay, what did we send forward? If we sent good forward, then glad tidings to those. And if somebody sent bad forward, then they, you reap what you sow. Allah makes this very clear in the Qur'an. Very clear in the Qur'an. If anyone ends up in a bad situation in the Akhirah, it's because of themselves. Allah says it time and time again in the Qur'an. He doesn't wrong anyone. He doesn't wrong anyone. وَمَا رَبُّكَ بِظَلَّامٍ لِلْعَبِيدٍ Allah doesn't wrong anyone. But we wrong ourselves. What does Allah emphasize in this ayah? Your tongue. Watch how you use your words. 
And Allah specifically mentions men talking about other men, women talking about other women. Avoid offensive nicknames. Look, if somebody doesn't like being called something, even if you think it's funny, fear Allah, don't use that nickname. Just because you think it's funny doesn't mean you're not going to have to pay the consequences. Are you going to show up on Judgment Day and say, Yeah, Allah, but, but it was a funny joke, so give me a free pass. It's not going to work. So Allah is telling us, be very careful how you use your words. Tie this in with the ayah before. Allah mentions iman, faith. Allah mentions taqwa. And then Allah emphasizes the tongue. How are we using our words? And then at the end of this ayah, what does Allah really press upon? وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُبْ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ And for those who don't repent, for those who never seek forgiveness from Allah, in regards to their tongue and otherwise, Allah says they are indeed the oppressors. They oppress other people because they just, they use their words however they want, publicly, privately, it doesn't matter to them. But Allah is telling us very clearly, be mindful, be careful. If you really want to receive my mercy, لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ Then practice this concept. How is your heart? How are your words? How are your limbs? And we should ask ourselves, are we or are we not people of tawbah? What's interesting, Allah says, وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُبْ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ For those who don't seek forgiveness, then they're wrong. They're, they're deluded. They've gone astray. وَمَنْ لَمْ يَتُبْ فَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ So the internal question should be, how am I doing regarding my tawbah? Am I asking Allah for forgiveness time and time again? Or do I have a different approach where I think to myself that, you know, I've probably done enough good deeds, I don't really have to seek forgiveness. That's not the way of our Prophet ﷺ. If someone's doing a lot of good, they should thank Allah for, for tawfiq, for helping them to do that. And they need istighfar, it'll keep them humble. So they won't get too high, it'll keep them centered. And if someone is feeling low, if they're struggling, it could be with addiction, it could be with whatever, whatever shortcoming, we all have them. But if someone is feeling so low, and they start to feel like, you know, Allah's never going to forgive me. Istighfar will help to lift that person's spirits. And likewise, it'll center them. If someone is feeling too high, istighfar will bring them to the middle. If someone is feeling too low, istighfar will raise them again to the middle because we want to be in the hub. We want to be in the middle in connection with the concept of the wheel of fortune. Things, they're good and then they're bad and then they're good and then they're bad. If we can remain in the middle and remain centered throughout, then whatever the ups and the downs may be, except for those in the hub, in the middle, these are people of prayer and Allah mentions the effect that prayer should have on a person. We have to be people of tawbah. This is not something negotiable. This is something that we have to, we have to treat it like it's concrete in our lives. In connection with this concept of tawbah, there has to be a heavy, a heavy presence of wisdom. Someone may think to themselves that, man, I've said like so many bad things about so many people. Let me go to each and every one of them and confess to them and tell them all the thousands of things 
that I've said horribly over the years, don't do that. Don't do that, it'll make it worse. Instead, sincerely turn to Allah. Ask Allah for forgiveness. Ask Allah to forgive not only you, but also make dua for them. Ask Allah to, to, to bless them, to protect them, to forgive them, to reward them. The idea is to look at the situation, how can I turn the darkness into light? How can I turn my, my, the lemons of my mistakes into lemonade? That's what tawbah is. It's not passive, it's something active. Allah says that whoever does not do tawbah, فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ And for those who do tawbah, for those who do seek forgiveness from Allah, وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ it, it's very binary. If someone constantly does their tawbah, they ask Allah for forgiveness every day, every night, constantly. If they do a good deed, like praying on time, they make istighfar. If they make a mistake, whatever it may be, they make istighfar. For this type of person, don't you think they're going to be successful in this life and the next? It's a promise from Allah that whoever does tawbah, Allah addresses all of the believers. All of you, وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ all of the believing community do tawbah, seek forgiveness from Allah. And all of you will be, will be given success in this life and the next. Why do I want to specifically press on this idea of tawbah? Because the, the practice historically in our, in our deen, in our tradition, especially during times of drought, during times of difficulty, during when, when, when times are rough, but especially in connection with drought, because we can't survive without water, Individually, what would people do? They would engage in extra istighfar. We need the rain. And if we want that rain, then we have to look internally and we need to rectify our affairs, whatever's between us and Allah, whatever's between us and other people. We need to patch things up. We're not perfect, we're not going to be perfect, but we can try. We can try. To show Allah that I care enough to put in effort. I care enough to give sadaqah and to ask you for forgiveness. I care enough to give sadaqah and then after that to, to find a way to try to fix whatever it is I need to fix with other people, with the creation of Allah. If we do that, if we live this idea, then we hope for Allah to send us rain. We ask Allah to forgive all of us. We ask Allah the most forgiving to forgive each and every one of our mistakes. We ask Allah to not let us leave today without being forgiven. We ask Allah to help all of us to turn to Him in tawbah now while we're above the ground before we end up below the ground. We ask Allah to help us to come to the masjid before we're brought to the masjid. We ask Allah to illuminate our hearts with the light, the beauty, the nourishment, and the sweetness of Iman. We ask Allah to make us people of taqwa. We ask Allah to help us to say good things. We ask Allah to help us to do good things with our limbs and whatever blessings Allah has given us. We ask Allah al-ghani, al-kareem, al-razaq to make us people of charity. We ask Allah to accept our charity. We ask Allah to help us today to give any amount to any noble cause, be it the masjid or otherwise, because Ya Allah, we want to show you that we need your forgiveness. We're not just going to ask you, we're going to show you that we care so much about you forgiving us that we're willing to take something from the blessings that you've given us and we're going to give it in charity, expecting nothing in return, hoping for your forgiveness, Ya Allah, hoping for your mercy. Rabbi ghfir wa rahim wa anta khayrul rahimin. Inna Allah ya'mur bil alim wal ihsani wa ita'idhi al-qurba wa yanha al-fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'idhukum na'alakum tadhakaroon wa aqim as-salah.